it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. Please go follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers to keep up with us during the week when we're not having a podcast for you. We love hanging out with you guys on those platforms. Please join us there. Yeah. I'm with Jack and Breezy as always. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Oh, yeah? <laughs> doing so good. You sound good. I had to clear my throat. I just had an RB shake. Yeah. Shout out to Arby's. Uh, we can see you dropped some on your pants. You dribbled, huh? you dribbled some ice cream on your pants. Uh, that's paint. Oh. That's actually paint. Okay. And that's a promise. Okay. <laughs> that's a promise I can keep. Speaking of promises you can keep. I promise I have a stat of the day. All right, there we go. Okay, but uh, should we do shout-outs first? I don't know. I promise the, you should. Okay. <laughs> Let's do shout-outs first. We got a few. We haven't done this in a while, so um, I'm going to try to find yours. If I miss yours, just message us on Twitter or Instagram at the accounts and uh, handles that Jeremy already mentioned. But first of all, we got Dylan Clark. Shout-out. We got Hank Brown. No relation to me. Shout-out. It's a good name. Strong name. Hank. Brown? Oh, Hank. I think Brown's a great name. It's okay. You can open that soda. <laughs> there it is. Uh, we have Aiden RFB. So shout out. I don't think any of those are Ring of Honor names yet. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, next. Uh, these just sound like people's actual names. Yeah. We might have actually read these before. It's been a while. But well, we I know a lot of RFBs. That's a common last name here. In Ruth Vader Binsberg. <laughs> <laughs> um. We got. We might have read this before. Now that I see it, it's H D H E H D H J D B D J D B D U. I promise we haven't heard so that before. <laughs> hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Han Johnson. Okay. Um. Next we have Ogie and Bruh. It's O G E Y and B R U H. So Ogie and Bruh, Bruh. So it's like a dual account. I guess that's kind of cool. I like that. That sounds like a good podcast title. That's what we should yeah. switch ours to. <laughs> Ogie and the bruh. Ogie and the bruh. Next, we have Colin Thompson. Um, Call and Thompson or Colin Thompson? Colin. Oh, Colin the Thompson. Colin Like Colin. Thompson. Yeah, n- no. Uh, like if, like if the we name had Colin. a radio show. <laughs> it's a radio show where only people with the last name or first name, Thompson. Colin call Thompson. <laughs> Next, we have Avatar 987654321. The username is Avatar? Yeah. Big fan of the movie? Mm, gross. Uh, the Airbender or the blue one? Uh, either <laughs> blue one overrated uh i haven't I seen the air so far as to say uh, the blue one is just bad <laughs> it's just not good what you guys are crazy um this his real name looks like it's tyler baker because that's what he titled his review was tyler baker tyler baker <laughs> <laughs> all right next we have uh uh tico rulies or tico rules but I th- I'm thinking of Hercules in a way. Tikorules. That's definitely what it is. Okay, it could be Tico rules. And then uh, we got Oladipo Nation. That might be an Oladipo Nation from Instagram. So shout out if you don't follow them. Go ahead. I don't even know if that's an account. <laughs> Why would you just make that up? <laughs> uh, we got J Money, E E T E. So eat. J Money eat. Maybe it's J Money E T. Oh, E.T.'s trying to hide his identity, so he added an extra E. Yeah. He said, um, awesome podcast, love it. Hey, we love you. Ah, speak for yourself. 
I haven't even been that. reading some of these reviews. The first one from HD, HD, etc. said, uh, TJ Leaf is our only hope. That's why he will have my vote in the All-Star game. Um, you m- that aged poorly. Also, how are we that far behind <laughs> <laughs> on <laughs> shout-outs? We're so far behind. TJ um, Leaf isn't even a pace. I know. Anymore. We haven't done this in so long. The Tico Rules was for March 31st, and we've definitely read that one. <laughs> Who is that? Tico, Tico release. Oh, Tico, you release. Yeah, that's hard to say. So I'm sure we've read all of these, but I'd hey. like to put HD, 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 HJ, <laughs> XYZ to a vote. Yeah, no XYZ in there. Um, all right, well, we're going to vote then. Uh, Breezy, how do you vote? Read the full name again. Okay, it's H, just so you know, it's HD, HE, HD, HJ, DBD, JDBDU. Does the fact that it's HD, HE, HD, and not HD, 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 change how you feel about it? Uh, No, I still vote yes. All right, Jack Okay, Hardy. and I vote no, of course. So, and Jeremy? I'm going to have to vote no. On this oh, sorry, HD. Well, at least I'm not the bad guy anymore. Hey, speaking of HD, 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 uh, we found a satellite dish on our house today. Oh. Um, I don't know if I can I'm f- if I can take that down. Like an old old one? Or yeah, like? and then if you look out here, you see that black wire sticking out of the ground? Yeah, everyone, turn to your to <laughs> Jack's right, my left. We're in our backyard. We'll take a look at this black wire. Yeah, so there's a black wire that's sticking straight out of the ground. I tugged on it a little bit. Um, it doesn't it doesn't move. You know, folks at home, when you see an exposed wire <laughs> that has loose metal coming out of the end, always tug on it a bit. Well, the thing is, is like, well, okay, I probably shouldn't have because I don't know where... That was, you that guys, was sarcasm. You, oh. <laughs> you definitely should not have. So you guys know my story about when I went to Mexico and was electrocuted and just weird, like I get weird electricity oh, stories. Don't How know that. How have you never mentioned this before? For real? For I real. I feel like I've told you guys a million times. I've never That's why this. I don't tell people that much because I always feel like I've told them already. Um, Well, I'll tell it real quick because I know we got to get to the stat of the day and everyone's anxiously awaiting it, but... um. I went to Mexico on a uh, a trip. We went down there um, to s- just serve this community. It's this when, when was this? Shoot. It was probably 2018. It was when I lived in San Diego. We went down. Oh, okay. Um, and it was Tijuana. We went down to Tijuana. We're staying at this church, and the uh, it was like 3 a.m. I woke up, and I had to pee so bad. Actually, it was probably like 2016, now that I think about it. But I had to pee so bad. So the only way to get out um, to go to the bathroom is we were on the top story, all the boys. So you had to walk out. Um, to the the porch or the balcony and then there were stairs that went down from there and then you had to go back into the first story of the church dodge all the girls that were sleeping go outside walk across here to a different building and then there was a bathroom in there and i was exhausted i mean it was 3 a.m we had built a house the day before and i went to reach or i went to the uh bathroom washed my hands there was no towel so my hands are dripping wet um And I went to flick the light off, to turn the light off, and I stuck my fingers straight into an outlet um, that just, like, had wire sticking out. Very similar to this black wire over here. (laughs) And um, I got electrocuted pretty bad. I mean, it it stunned me. I think my hair was sticking straight up the rest of the week. (laughs) But um, the point of this, and the whole point of me telling the story is my life's been different since. And, like, okay, for example, like, I went to the grocery store with my wife one time, and... I said, whoa, what is this? And she goes, that's a dragon fruit. And um, I went and I touched it and it got electrocuted. Um, I was playing basketball once and it was at my mother's house. I was playing with my little brother and she had a Jeep and there was a black tire on the back exposed. And I went, uh, the basketball rolled under the Jeep and I went to bend down to pick it up and put my hand on the tire, electrocuted. So 
weird stuff happens, and I'm posing this question to you guys to help me figure this out. Um, is there, and I'm asking seriously, is there any chance with proper training you could become the superhero Static Shock? Something similar, yes. Uh, no. Well, okay. So are like you getting full on electrocuted, or just it sounds like, like you just have static problems? Yeah, you're just getting zapped. It was a rubber okay. tire and a fruit. I've never known either of those things to conduct electricity well. And it was a it was a perfect backstory. Like getting electrocuted in Mexico, and I've looked it up. There are classes where, or there's like groups where you can go learn how to like manage this superpower potential. I'm not saying I have one. Okay. This sounds like it's going to turn into Dwight in the office when he goes to superhero camp when he was a kid. I didn't know that. And it was just a guy making them so fake Wranglers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What? He called it superhero camp. It sounds like you're about to get roped into something like that. Well, no, I'm not going to sign up for it because, like, I don't want to waste the money if it's not real. But I think, look, if anyone that we know has a superpower, like, uh, or if anyone has potential to have a superpower, I think it's me, is the thing. Like, I'm not saying that I have one, obviously. I'm saying, with proper training, could I harness this ability? So what happened when you pulled on that black cord in your yard? No, nothing. I was fine. Right. I don't know if it went, the electricity flowed through me properly, and I don't, I, I mean, Maybe I don't. Maybe you reverse the cycle, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's there's that cable out there, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a great story, I'm glad <laughs> We took all that time for that. Yeah, it was about four minutes, so thanks for listening if you're still here. Hey, if anybody knows anything about superheroes or if you are a superhero, just reach out. Please. Jack needs support right now. I don't need support. I just need answers. (laughs) As all superheroes do in the beginning. So do you want to do a stat of the day or do you want to hear other? If you are a superhero, that means I can say, you're not Superman, you know. (laughs) Well, um I don't want to like definitively say I'm a superhero because you know power can change people. So, well, it does sound like your superpower is to have mild static shock sometimes. <laughs> so, I think you're gonna be just fine. I haven't harnessed. I haven't learned how to harness it if it's true. But if the power is only shocking tires and fruit, I don't know how much damage. Look, you're gonna okay, be able to do look. There. If any of you out there have been electrocuted by a rubber tire. You just let me know, and then I'll know it's fake. But I'm just saying, the origin story is there. It just needs to be written. (laughs) Like, just put it in a book, make a movie out of it. It's there. The harnessing the power is not there yet. So, anyway, let's move on. We've talked about this enough. Now you guys know. Now you guys know. Now we know. Wow. Do you have a shocking stat of the day? Do you have the... Should we play the music first? Yeah. (laughs) Shocker, shocker, shocker. Stats are shockers. Stats are shockers. That was some super-powered music. Well, yeah. How'd you know we were going to talk about electricity in your uh, pre previously recorded soundbite? Well, because I'm a superhero, but I have <laughs> psychic powers, <laughs> unlike some. Um, my stat of the day. Wow. This really takes me back. April 8th, 1983. Where were you? Uh, not alive. 83? Yep. Oh, not alive. Not even a twinkle? I was a twinkle in my father's eye, yeah, because he was alive. That doesn't mean he was twinkling about yeah, you. Yeah, that's a 10-year twinkle. He could have been, he probably would have been 14. Yeah, my dad was about 10. No, not even. He was 9. So. Um, Jeez, why is your dad so young? That's so lame. That my parents <laughs> had me young. 
Why is that lame? Because mine's like five years older than yours, so like. <laughs> well, that means your dad will probably. Die. Stop. All right, let's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have hey, my dad, longer. Hey, dad. Dad, if you're listening out there, don't listen to Austin. I He's bet wrong. your dad's healthier than my dad, though. So. <laughs> It probably evens out. They'll probably die at the same time. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get this stat. <laughs> Anyways, um, the Pacers played the Sixers April 8th, 1983. I was in Philadelphia watching a game. Uh, and it, it was a great game. Was the your pace. nine-year-old dad there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we sat on opposite ends. It was We were going through some things. Uh, it was a great game from the Pacers. They fought hard. It even went to overtime. They lost one twenty six to one eighteen to the Sixers. So shocker. We did a <laughs> we did a stat of the day. The Pacers lost. But the Pacers this was I went back and I was like, what is their worst year in franchise history? <clears throat> and technically it's this season because this season has started and they haven't won any games yet. <laughs> so it was the lowest on basketball reference. But then it was the eighty two, eighty three season and they won twenty games. By this point, they were 19 and 58. Though the Sixers were really good, they were 63 and 14. So, kind of a moral victory for the Pacers to take them to overtime. Yeah. How many Sixers can you name from that team, Jeremy? Uh, Moses Malone. Yep. That's Julius it. Irving. Yep. Could have said Mo Cheeks. Bobby Joel Embiid was still recovering at that point. He right? was still a twinkle <laughs> in his father's eye. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bobby Jones would have been another. A uh, good answer. World be free, not on this team. Uh, anyways, our, st- our stat of the day is focused on Clark Kellogg, and I think this is at least the second time we've done a Clark Kellogg at least stat. This, is this the first repeat? No, we've done no. some Crozier yeah, repeats. we've done a lot of Crozier. Oh, it has been a lot of Crozier. <laughs> it's been a while. So it might, we might have more Clark Kellogg now. Anyways, he had a great game, even though he fouled out, so it doesn't count. But he had 36 points, 19 rebounds, three blocks, three steals. And he tied his career high in fouls. That's true, unless he never fouled out at another game. In which case, this would be his career high. So Clark Kellogg was only six seven and got nineteen rebounds. So that's wow against impressive. Moses too. Against a team with Moses Malone. Uh, Moses Malone, by the way, had <laughs> this is incredible. He had thirty eight points, <laughs> twenty four <laughs> rebounds, and eight <laughs> blocks. Wow, that's amazing. He shot twenty two free throws. Holy. Wow. I, I maintain that Moses Malone is the most underrated player of all time. I would agree with that. And I uh, I will allow you to maintain that position. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to agree, but I, I can't definitively say. I feel – yeah, I don't want to – I don't know. Where's Oladipo ranking all-time underrated? Uh, Not. <laughs> <laughs> this man is underrated, not. <laughs> all right, well, you want to get into the podcast? Well, we've been into it for a while now. You want to get into the meat instead of electricity and Clark Kellogg talk? <laughs> Play the music. No more meat. No, no we, more meat. We want meat. We want meat. We want meat. Yeah. Arby's has the meats. And I was just at Arby's. And now we're into the meats. <laughs> hey, have you? Does anyone have any crazy like Arby's or uh, White Castle stories recently? I do. <laughs> Last night, I went to White Castle. Wait, is this is this gonna be like PG or? No, it's PG. It's okay. PG. Let's keep it towards G if it's we can. It's PG, PG. Paul George. <laughs> parental guidance. Okay. Good. 
That's like rated X in <laughs> movie terms. <laughs> Anyways, last night I was hungry. Shocker. And so originally I was going to make my famous peanut butter and avocado sandwich. <laughs> but the avocado I had cut in the fridge had gone bad. So I was like, well, I don't really have anything else to eat. I guess I'll go get some food real quick. It didn't b- end up being quick. I drove around about 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I got to White Castle, and I was like, I'm going to try their Impossible Burgers. First mistake. Because they have. And I've liked every Impossible Burger I have had to this point, and I like White Castle. So I figured, well, it's just two things I like. <laughs> you know, How could they ruin it? Well, they did. <laughs> These Impossible Burgers were very bad. I do not recommend them to anyone. And I woke up in the middle of the night. I was very sick. I hang, thought it was going to be hang violently on. Pa- Ill. Pause real quick. When you say impossible burgers, you ate one, <laughs> thought yes. this is terrible, I and got then two. said, maybe let's have another one. <laughs> I don't like to waste my money. I got two impossible burgers, two fish and cheese, and a thing of cheese fries. Okay. I was really hungry. <laughs> have we considered the fact that maybe the White Castle fish was the thing that made no, you no, no, feel no, no. bad? I've, ne- I've had a lot of White Castle fish. I've never gotten sick. <laughs> I mean, I've had diarrhea, but I've never gotten like I've never felt this bad. All right, all right, all right. So, so that, but I didn't like. I tried to make myself throw up, and I don't know what it is, but I like can't make myself throw up. So that didn't work, and then I pinched out a single nope, <laughs> a single thing, blank, yeah, a single blank, <laughs> and I went back to bed, and then I never woke up again sick. So I guess it passed. Oh. But Wait, are you, are you a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> you never woke up again? <laughs> I might be. Maybe that's my superpower. Killed by White Castle. Man. What an origin story. <laughs> so what's yours, Jeremy? I'm just kidding. Let's let's uh let's let's get into it. All right, so this new season starts on Saturday. It is currently Thursday, so we only got a couple of days to wait. So we want to talk a little bit about some storylines going into this new season. Jack, what is the storyline you're looking for this year? Well, I have three. So if uh, we have a similar one at all, just feel free to cut me off and let's talk about it. Okay. Um, I, I w- we kept this a secret. For right? some reason, <laughs> you demanded it to be secret. Wait, we I supposed demanded. to write our own headlines? Well, uh, you, while me and Jeremy share, you can come up with three for, you, for the Pacers. I have to come up with three? Or, or one. You don't have to come up with any. You can come up with a five if you want. I'll think about it. Okay. So um, I have this in order from one to three. I think it can go however order you want. Um, but one of my biggest ones for this season is can Oladipo come back this year and look like his old self? Mm-hmm. I think this is important, especially for um, people around the league doubting him. I mean, it's a huge deal for Oladipo if he wants to make his money. And um, the Pacers' success swings a lot on this as well. I mean, it's not just Oladipo, too. Like, it's all around injuries. Um but Oladipo is someone who, with this new coach, I expect to take another step. And towards the end of the year, like when he was in the bubble, I think he looked pretty good and was starting to show signs of his old self for the first time since we'd seen him last year. Um, and I'm excited to see how he looks. I mean, uh, Nate Bjorkgren had just said that Oladipo has tons of bounce and he's he's looking really good um, in the system so far. So um, that's my first storyline. Do you have a similar one? Yeah, my number one storyline going into the season is just how we're starting the season exactly where we started last year, which is just injuries. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all going to be about maintaining injuries. We learned today that TJ Warren is uh, is week to week with plantar fasciitis, which is what kept 
Sabonis out of the bubble last year. We got Oladipo still recovering, hopefully recovered from his injury from a couple years ago. Jeremy Lamb still not healthy to start the season. Brian Bowen. Brian Bowen's going to miss six to eight weeks. Your boy. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, that's a big miss for the Pacers right there. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it's a lot of guys trying to recover all at the same time for with a new coach trying to implement a new system. So it's going to be interesting to see how they cope with that and if they can overcome it to pull it all together. They have plenty of time to do so, so let's not overreact at the beginning of the season. we got to wait, as always, as we continued to wait all of last year. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> Hopefully just, we'll, get a, we'll get a full healthy team this year. I'm curious to see what 11 random injuries Malcolm Brogdon's going to have this year. That's true. Maybe, uh, maybe he can bruise uh, a thigh or something. <laughs> <laughs> something new, something inventive. Yeah, maybe he can bruise a thigh. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> um, my next one, I have. Uh, can the coaching switch affect the Pacers' hopes this year? Um, we really weren't high on Nate McMillan, to say it lightly, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't think he was creative. A lot of it came into light when we were playing against the Miami Heat, and we kept seeing Aaron Holiday and Edmund Sumner get switched on to Jimmy Butler on defense, and um, we saw zero creativity at times, and especially with a team that's so versatile. Um, we have so much talent across the board. I mean, we we would expect to see some creativity. We didn't see that from Nate McMillan. I'm hoping. I mean, there's no like evidence unless you're an Iowa. What's the G League team called? Iowa Force or something? Yeah. Unless you're like an Iowa Force and like you know who Nate Bjorkgren is through and through as a coach. Like, there's not real evidence for us of what he can be in the NBA. So, um, so far the players love him and. Some players have even – I think Doug McDermott said um, it, this is the most fun he's ever had in training camp. I expect this to be a fun team, and I expect it to um, have a ton of creativity. So hopefully we can see a big impact there. Well, a couple things going off that. You can see the the uh, impact Bjorkman's had in the league just by watching the Raptors from the last few years. Like that offense is him. It's his, imprint, his uh, fingerprints are all over that, and you see how well they run that. Also, it wasn't just lack of creativity from Nate McMillan. It was – lack of willingness to change yeah that was the big thing was over and over again the same thing would happen and he just was unwilling or had no answer to anything that happened on the court which was super frustrating so hopefully we can nate will be able to fix that and be able to actually adjust in game and make some changes and make us look a lot better than we did in some of those games yeah i mean at least adjust one time this year yeah i mean when you look at the some of the starts we had last year, where we were down twenty or thirty points in the fourth qu- fourth quarter in the first quarter, multiple times, like that's that's all in McMillan. Just change what you're doing. You have to switch it up. Don't leave that first team out there to get swamped. Yeah, or it's change crazy. change the starting lineup up a little bit too. Yeah, and that that was my uh, second storyline as well is just Nate Bjorkren coming in and being able to implement his offense and switch things up a bit and how well the team acclimates to it and if we can be successful with that this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, we have, like I said, we have talent across the board. Um, and anytime we had to switch to the starting lineup last year, which we did a ton because of injuries like right. we just talked about, um, we saw success no matter what because we, we have good players that fit their roles. And um, hopefully Bjorkgren can recognize that and give us some more creativity and uh, changes in this offense So and defense. Um, my next storyline is can the Pacers stay relevant in a crowded East this year? Um, as we talked about in last week's podcast, um, well, some of us are higher on the Pacers than others, but, um, yeah, some of us got cursed at on Instagram. 
Which I, I I think it's funny, but <laughs> yeah, it was funny. for the record. Some of us got cursed out on Instagram. I mean, if it if it does hurt your feelings, we feel for you because we're a team here. But I mean, it was funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the big changes are the Hawks took a step forward. The Nets have KD and Kyrie now. Um, the Wizards just got Westbrook, and a lot of the teams got better. Pacers pretty much stay the same, but we're getting healthier and um, another year older. So I mean. We still expect them to be relevant, but I mean, with so many more forces in the East, what's it going to look like for the Pacers this year? It's like on the uh, Rugrats All Grown Up theme song, <laughs> and they used to say, "Another year older, another year wiser." <laughs> I don't remember that. That's good. Wow, it didn't. That show didn't last long. I remember them being tall and thinking this is weird. Yeah, it it didn't last. Yeah. The uh, the movie, the the hour long special, I think it was. That was good. Was it? Yeah, I, okay. I know. I don't even remember ever watching. The only show Rugrats really. movie I remember is Rugrats in Paris. I remember that which too. Which was really good. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was pre nine eleven. Okay, <laughs> just it was for reference. Hey, real quick, Jack. I, I love how quickly you've gone from being mad that the Pacers didn't make any offseason move to being super excited for this team this year. <laughs> Your ability to pivot from one take to another when it comes to the Pacers is just unmatched i i will respond by saying the pacers did make an offseason move this year in trading tj leaf <laughs> which i think made us better in a lot of ways well first of all nate mcmillan there to what are the many ways <laughs> that's what i'm saying nate mcmillan's no longer there to overplay tj leaf i mean look we don't have leaf or mcmillan he didn't play though at the at all hardly. i guess yeah i guess you're right never mind maybe in one it way seems we seems like a lateral move <laughs> yeah i guess you're right well I guess we'll see. I mean, it's better I'm, for you, the fans. I'm rooting for TJ Leaf to average a double double in OKC this year. I, I want to see him succeed because he's gotten a lot of crap in his career. Look, I'm not going to say that we should from feel you. sorry <laughs> yeah. from a lot of people. I'm not saying we should feel sorry for him because he's getting millions of dollars and millions of dollars that the Pacers have wasted on him. <laughs> but I, I wish him all the best. I'm glad he's not an indie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was mostly you. <laughs> being really mean to him hey hey man shout out tj leaf what's what's your last storyline uh, i don't have another one. Oh, austin do you have any storylines uh yes when will the pacers trade oladipo Ooh, that's a storyline well just will it happen okay let's the talk about it trade saga around oladipo is will be a storyline this season yeah. for sure so um what I mean, what what do you think? Like, when's the likely like the likely timeline for something like that to happen? Well, I mean, it's all up in the air. There's no likely timeline because there's no one has any idea what is going to happen this season. Who gets traded first, Miles Turner or Oladipo, if if any? Uh, again, there's there's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> we can't know. We have to see how the season is shaking out before we can make any uh, predictions on what's going to happen. As a betting man, I would say Turner. Because we know that him and Sabonis don't play great together. And I would also bank on him being healthier than Oladipo. So if Oladipo's hurt, he's not going to get traded midseason. Because the only team that would trade for an Oladipo is a contender. Yeah, uh, and you see, if Oladipo's healthy and playing really well, that raises the likelihood of the Pacers trading him around the deadline because they know they're going to likely lose him if he's putting up big numbers. Sounds good to me. I mean, I don't want to see him go. I'd rather see Turner go first. Um, we did see Bjorkgren allude to the fact that he wants to see how Sabonis and Turner look like together on the floor. Um, dude, just did watch that, some watch some film. Did like, that ruin your day when you heard yeah, that? I was pretty bummed. I was bummed. I mean, like, we have 
two, three years of evidence so far that he can look through. Well, I mean, it's all about how you use them. If you can figure out a way to use them better than Nate McMillan did, then more power to you. Okay, is there a way to use them better when Andre Drummond's playing against the Pacers on defense? Yeah, don't have Miles Turner matched up against him. Or it's a bonus on him. Okay, but... Yeah, this I is my it. argument all last year, too. You have them in the wrong roles. Sabonis, he's not great on defense, but he'll be able to body up a guy like Drummond. And grab rebounds. Better than Turner will because Turner's undersized for a center, and he can move around the uh, perimeter better than Sabonis can. And McMillan had Sabonis trying to chase fours around all the time, and it didn't work. But do you think Miles Turner can chase fours around? I think he could do better. Oh, so why do you around. love Miles Turner so much? Why wow, you love him so much. I don't. What has happened? I've always been higher on <laughs> Miles Turner than you have. Man, his liking Miles Turner is not a bad thing. It's not a. It's not a bad thing. I just want Sabonis and Warren to thrive, and he's the thing holding them back. I feel like, is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'd love to see Oladipo around forever. Um, so I'd rather and Miles Turner be traded. And you know, first. I'm with you. I think Miles Turner should come off the bench. <laughs> so Let's then, do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm saying if. If he's going to play them together, figure out a way to do it that maximizes both of their potentials. Definitely. All right, let's move on. You didn't have anything else on the Oladipo? I, no. You were pretty passive through all that. Yeah. Hey, man, if Oladipo wants to go, then it's his right. Oh, I was thinking about this today. I want to add, um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm, I'm sure you guys heard about or listened to it as well. He was talking about James Harden, how he's just like making a complete mockery of the Houston Rockets and the fan base. Um, by like, I mean, he what went to a strip club, went to Atlanta to go to a party for to Vegas. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, he's just been everywhere except training camp, and he's finally back, I guess. But he has six days of COVID testing. Yeah. Um, which I bet he has it. I bet he has COVID nineteen. Um, no, it's it's the normal quarantine. All the players. Oh, are doing. okay. Well, I'm just guessing that he does from everywhere he's yeah. been, which is everywhere in the world. Um, except training camp. So Bill Simmons was talking about how this new era of sports, and I agree with a lot of what he was saying, um, but he said the the new era of sports, like your superstar will leave the team, the, they'll be unhappy at your team, they'll leave, and then when they come back, the fans like are friendly with them. like They're a legend. Like He said when Vince Carter used to come back to Toronto, he used to get booed every time, but now when he comes back, he's like an icon there. Yeah. Um, and when he was saying that, I was like, dude, every time Paul George touches the ball, he gets booed in Indy. And um, I was thinking, you know, Oladipo's seen that since Paul George has been back. So I doubt he's going to um, handle this situation if he wants out and if he's unhappy. I doubt he's going to handle it the same way Paul George did just because he's been he's seen how Paul George gets treated in Indy by p- the passionate fans that we have. Right. Um, so, I mean, like if he wants out, I'm sure it's going to be handled way better than see, Paul George. This is my point when we were talking about this last week. There's a way to ask out. There's a right way to do it where you don't hurt yourself or the team. Do it privately. Make sure your agent keeps it private. The team's going to keep it private because they want to keep your value high. So don't go out there and leak it and make a big deal out of it like all these other guys do. There's a right way to do this. Yeah, definitely. So um, he's he's uh, behind a little bit because a lot of teams probably think that he's like trying to get his way out or mm-hmm. work his way out because, I mean, he hasn't definitively said like, this is like I'm not asking for a trade. This is why this is false. Like he's just kind of dancing around everything. Um, but I mean, I think he's going to handle it better than Paul George. So do you want to let's let's move on to player expectations. Do you want to talk about um, your thought? I mean, where where would where would you like to start on player expectations? Like what player? That's a great question, Jack. Oh, uh, let's let's. Uh, are you getting your list out? 
I don't have a list. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to just go through the ranks, or are there players you'd like to skip? Let's start with Brogdon. <laughs> <laughs> He's the point guard. Here's yeah. what we'll do. I'm going to pull up the roster okay. on the Pacers' website, and we're going to go right down through it, and we'll discuss our expectations for the players. Love it. This year. Is this all 20 players that are at training camp? This is all of them. Okay, because I definitely want to talk about all of them. All right, and just so we all remember, Pacers get 15 roster spots plus two two-way contracts. Is it not 13 plus two? It is 15 plus two. Oh. You have two reserves. Oh, really? Yeah, they changed it. Yeah, you dress 13, you have fifth, but you have two reserves. It's all You've always had. No, it's 15 plus two this year. You got 15, well, you 15, that 15 roster spots because they expanded it for COVID and then two two-way contracts. Oh, I didn't hear that. Wow, I, I should like know this. We should know this. Spots. Why do we not know this? But you have you have seventeen available players this year instead of fifteen. Oh well, that changes a lot about how I was oh, thinking because about because of the two ways. Right, because you you get the two two way contracts. Oh, so we're only going to lose three players from training camp. Huh. Okay. That that makes. Where are they going to go? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think let me let me double check. You all filibuster. Okay. Over there. Let's start with Brogdon. What, l- let's just, because Jeremy can come back to this. I'm sure we all have similar expectations. Sure. What do you expect for Brogdon? Who was ranked in the top 40 in ESPN's uh, top 40 or top 100 really? list? Yeah. He was ahead of Sabonis and Oladipo. I don't agree with this. I d- agree with he's ahead of Oladipo right now. That's for sure. This is their projections for this season coming up. So here, let me let me pull up, because someone leaked the, the whole top 50 list. Um. So Who's top fifty list, uh, ESPNs. It's ESPN Plus. The ESPN. Well, it was ESPN Plus. Yeah, so the, they're a hundred player list. I just saw top fifty. Okay, first of all, it's garbage. It is. They make it garbage on purpose, so we'll talk about it. Oh, and we're. Doing I it. said earlier, <laughs> it's not worth anybody talking about. Yet here we are. I know. I just, I just wanted to add that they have uh, Malcolm Brogdon at thirty nine, ahead of high. Sabonis and Oladipo. That seems high. Yeah. I wouldn't put him ahead of Sabonis, but I mean, he was a borderline all-star last year. Uh, I don't think top 50s crazy. Uh, you know, Brogdon's one of the and I'm just I'm just saying this. I'm not like thinking of all the good point guards, but he's definitely probably one of the 12 best point guards. Oh, can league. I give you some names? Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather have Brogdon or Shea Gilgis Alexander? Brogdon. It's not long. This is as your point this right is, now. Yeah, right now, I'd rather have Brogdon. Uh, Brogdon or Marcus Smart? Oh, Brogdon. Well, God. Marcus Bro- Smart's 37th on this list. <laughs> Look, okay, that's, that's ridiculous <laughs> to Marcus Smart. Listen, anybody who knows me knows how I feel about Marcus Smart. <laughs> I think he's one of the most overhyped players in the NBA. He is a zero on offense. All right. He's a great defensive player. He's a three-point shooter, a, though, right? No, he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's so bad. I know. I'm sure He is you. one of the... <laughs> God, I'm doing this Let's on just purpose. Go. Move on. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Brogdon or Russell Westbrook? Westbrook. Uh, John Morant. Morant. Darren Fox. Ooh, I guess you put a gun to my head. I probably take Fox. Okay, Kyle Lowry. Three, two, one. Lowry. Okay, Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young. Okay, um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Um, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, let's see next. Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul. I feel like we're get. Are you going up the list? No, yeah, I'm going up. I just you said top twelve. I just want to figure this out. Ben okay. Simmons is he a point guard for you? Uh, I guess. Okay, Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Next we have Steph Curry. Steph Curry, yeah. Damian Lillard. Yeah. And what about Luca? Is he a point guard for you? No. Okay, no and then finally, uh, Kimball Walker. I would rather have Kimball Walker. Okay, so that's twelve, and then one more name: Spencer Dinwiddie. Is Spencer Dinwiddie in the top 50? He's 49. Sabonis is 50. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I'd much rather have Brogdon than Dinwiddie. Yeah, I, I would, too. So you, you have Brogdon in that, like, 12 through 15 range. He's somewhere – I would say he's somewhere 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. 100%. I mean, he's strong on defense. He had a, a poor offensive season last year um, in terms of what we expected. But, I mean, he was probably just bouncing back to earth. I would expect him to be even better – um, efficiency-wise this season um, because he can prove uh, he's proven that he can hit his threes and um, free throws and mid-range shots. I mean, wherever he's shooting from the floor, he just had a bad year last year um, in terms of not bad. I mean, he just had a, a below average uh, year last year, um, and he's a great leader too. So he's a, he's definitely 10 through 15. Um, and, yeah. He's got a future in, like, uh, Bob Ross-style unintentional ASMR. If he wants it. He's got a very nice voice. <laughs> he does. He also probably has a future in a NBA front office somewhere. Yeah, the president. The president. <laughs> the president has been announced as the president of basketball operations. Um, so I expect him to be a great leader and a good point guard, offensive and defensive threat this year for the Pacers. I think he'll be good too. Yeah. <laughs> that's an easy one. I also one. think he could get traded, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. Yes. Uh, that's all if he stays healthy. That's the key. Right. Which for Brogdon, you we stay we healthy. expect the minimum ten random injuries <laughs> for Brogdon this year. So we'll see. All right, next up, uh, player with three names: Nas Mitru Long. Okay, what are your expectations <laughs> wow, from Brogdon? From Nas? To Nas. Uh, none, none. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect him to make the team. You know, you'll think you think he'll be one of the guys that gets cut. Well, coming into this podcast, I thought we were losing five guys. Um, if we lose three, I still do kind of expect him to be one of the guys that gets cut. So just so everyone's aware, he's with uh, Jalen Lequeux, uh maybe Jakar Sampson, but probably not, Keelan Martin, and Rayshon Hammonds, and Amita Brima as the guys likely on the on the cut line right there. Yeah. Well, Ke- you think Keelan Martin could get cut? Yeah, he's one. Uh, Brian Bowen and Cassius Stanley are our two-way guys, so yeah. he's one of the guys that'll be on the cut line for sure. Yeah, for sure, if it's five. Um Unless they do some surprise cut and wave like T.J. McConnell or something. That's not going to happen. No, I mean, he did just win the belt. But I, I was coming into training camp thinking, well, if they really like Aaron Holiday and want to see him like progress and see what he's capable of, then maybe T.J. McConnell getting cut or traded is the move. Uh, they are slightly over the tax line right now. So you might see a trade with some a couple of these guys too, maybe – for cash or to get a pick or something. Uh, it's all up in the air right now. But you both think Nas doesn't make the team? Do you think he makes the team? or I don't know anybody on the team past like 10 or 11. <laughs> so I'll I, say I think, no. I think he'll make the team. Okay. I think he has the pedigree with him already. So who gets cut instead of him? I don't know. Okay. It's all up in the air. Jakar Sampson, is there a chance he doesn't I, make it? I don't think – I think he does make it. Yeah, I do too. So we'll we'll get to the oh yeah yeah, yeah. the other guys here we'll in a minute. Uh, next up, T.J. McConnell. Yeah, a uh, good role player off the bench, runs the offense with the second unit. 
decent, decent regular season backup. I expect him to not play in the playoffs That's again. That's well said. Yeah, I mean, I, I think combining what me and Austin said is I think, perfect. I think he could get a lot of regular season minutes due to uh, quick turnaround time for the season, obviously, due to COVID. Brogdon, if he's got any injuries, you might see TJ McConnell starting some. Potentially. I mean, Aaron Holiday's the, the – Aaron Holiday will be right there too. The plug-in, yeah. Uh, for the type of player he is, TJ McConnell is really good at getting to the basket. Yeah. I uh, like that from him. So. And sneaky steals. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll see him at half court poke the ball out from someone he's from behind. He's a clever player. Yeah, sure. very smart. Uh, Jalen Uh I expect him to get waived and the stretch clause – uh, stretch clause what ended today. So well, then I take back guys. everything I said. Can they use the escape clause on him? <laughs> uh, can they use the Santa clause on him? <laughs> can they use the Santa Claus escape clause? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yes, I think that ends tomorrow. The Santa Claus escape clause. No, right. I mean, does the does the stretch clause end at the end of today? Or? No, it ended already. Oh, okay. Well, then I expect him to get waived still because I I. I read that we'll be underneath the luxury tax line if we get right. rid of Dan Lequeux. Yeah. So I can't imagine we're keeping him, which sucks because I, I well, love that's his what I said highlights. Uh, possible trades or yeah. he'll be one of the waived guys. Yeah. So it just depends. Um, see ya. Uh, next and I have none as my expectations <laughs> for him. Kendrick none? Uh, Kendrick none. Those are big expectations if you think <laughs> he's going to be Kendrick none. <laughs> All right. Who's the next player? Uh, Cassius Stanley. Two-way guy. Probably speaks for itself. Late second round pick. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, second most followers on uh, Twitter on the Pacers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I expect him to... Uh, it's not really that interesting. It's because he played at Duke. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. <laughs> and he can fly. Um, I expect him to have two crazy dunks this year and mostly play in the G League. If he can fly, maybe you should get with him about your superpowers. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Me you and Cassius Stanley. You guys could team up. <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll have to reach out to him. Next up, we got Aaron Holiday. Man, it's so hard with expectations with Aaron Holiday. I mean, like, we already have Brogdon and TJ McConnell, who both play point guard over him already. Um, and, I mean, I, I hope Aaron Holiday gets a ton of playing time this year and, and has developed some. Um, but I think we're just going to see the same as last year. Yeah, I expect the pretty much the same thing. Similar minutes, around 24. He shot 39% from three last year. I expect and hope for him to build on that, maybe be a little bit better, and play a lot more off ball. He shot 39% on three last he year? He did. Very good. Want him to get better? Wow. that's. I mean, I would hope he gets better too, but that's really good as it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I think I have about the same expectations for what he had last year. I also expect if the Pacers want to make an upgrade, he'll probably be in a trade. Ooh. Teams want him. Teams have been he wanting is, him He for is a while. guy that the t other teams would like to have, for yeah. sure. Uh, next up, Jack, you're a big fan of this guy. Okay. Edmund Sumner. I love Edmund Sumner, man. Um, well, I mean, he's a he's a pesky defender when he's uh, matched up against other guards, not getting switched onto bigger players because he still is thin. Yeah. But uh, he's someone who's active on offense and defense, very fast. Um, I hope we get to see more Edmund Sumner this year. Um my expectations are though that he'll be in like that, like eleventh, tenth or eleventh range for uh, playing time. Yeah, his problem is we're so stacked at his position. There's just, and he's so undersized for his for a guy with his frame. He's six four. You'd think he'd be a little bit bigger, but he's just not. So he he has trouble breaking in at three because he can't guard the guys that he's up against. So 
it's hard for him to get minutes. I expect him to probably be in the same role as last year, which is probably too bad for him. We'll see how it goes with the injuries and stuff, whether he gets in a bit more. Jeremy Lamb being out at the beginning of the season, he might get some backup minutes at two. Yeah. We'll just see. No, definitely. And um, he'll, we'll probably see him start a few times, too, with injuries and COVID. So uh, hopefully he can prove himself in those games, which, I mean, if you remember last year after three games into the season when he was starting, um, I thought he was one of our best players on the team. I definitely overreacted a little bit. but Wait a it, second. You overreacted? I know. Crazy. That doesn't sound That's like it. so you. crazy. <laughs> but, he, uh, I mean, he's an exciting player, so I, I hope he can prove himself this year. Here's a 6'4 guard who's a full 20 pounds heavier than Edmund Sumner. Okay, let's hear it. Victor Oladipo. Yes. Um, this one's tough because it, this like completely depends on uh, how healthy he is right now and mm-hmm. how much he wants to be an indie. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that play into this. And, like, I mean, how is the coach even going to use him in this situation too? Are we going to keep running through Demonis Sabonis or TJ Warren or what? So, um, I mean, I hope to see um, – obvious signs that Oladipo is getting back to his regular self which is a lot of cuts on offense um pesky defender um and just like a good closer to games so my expectations are that he'll be back to or at least 90 95 percent of where he is because I completely believe in him and like seeing him at the end of last year I I feel like he's almost there so what about you Jeremy uh my ex one thing he really needs to work on that he struggled with in the bubble was the turnovers. He was weirdly had huge numbers in turnovers for some reason in the bubble. I don't know what was going on with him. He's got to work on that, but if he can get that under control, get his three-point shooting back, then I think he'll be right back where he was before he got hurt. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Breezy, you have any thoughts on Oladipo? Uh, I really think Oladipo is going to get traded. Um, he has sounded unhappy. Maybe he's happier now. The name McMillan's gone, but I'll be honest. Maybe I'm the pessimist on the pod, but po- call me potty pessimist. <laughs> but I think he's going to get traded midseason. Yeah, I don't want to call you that. I also think it will be traded midseason. Okay, uh, I think the Pacers are going to are going to hold Pat. I, I think he's going to be a Pacer, um, and worst case scenario, he leaves for nothing. That's a pretty bad scenario. That is, that is the worst case scenario. <laughs> but I mean, Literally. I, I think was supposed to be your best player, left for nothing. I have a feeling they're going to go past the trading deadline and still have Oladipo. Well, I hope he signed yeah. an extension. All right, mark mark this down. Mark this minute down in the pod. <laughs> this is what our, what we believe. All right, there you go. I hope you all wrote that down so you know <laughs> what we believe. <laughs> uh, how about one of Breezy's favorite players on the team, Jakar Sampson? Same. I mean. I think he's going to be the 11th, 12th guy on the team who comes in when injuries happen and has a couple electric plays or throws the ball out of bounds a couple times. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I love Jakar Sampson. I think he's so fun. I'm Honestly, if, you, if you're if you asking me, like, to talk about Jakar Sampson, I'll always bring up the two put-back dunks he had back-to-back against the Lakers mm-hmm. um, and, like, how fun that was. I think that's the type of guy he can be. But Austin's laughing or smiling right now. He's a big grin on his face because – I yeah, know what you, you believe about yeah, him. Yeah, if you ever bring up Jakar Sampson to me, <laughs> I'll always bring up the four dunks he missed <laughs> in that game in the bubble that I watched. You, you're going to get uh, really fun play or like a what are you doing type of play from so Jakar So it sounds Sampson. like he won't play that much. No, no he won't. Okay. His problem is he's a wing who can't shoot, which is the opposite of what the NBA needs right now. He's a he's wing a who power- can't shoot. He's a shoot who can't wing. He's a, he's a very small uh, four- who uh, can't shoot, <laughs> and, I mean, he's just super athletic. 
Yeah, he's a high energy guy. He's yeah. fun to watch when he gets in, but he doesn't get in too often, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll follow him up with Jeremy Lamb coming off the injury. Uh, not sure when he'll be back. He is working out and practicing, so that's good news. Probably another month or so, hopefully early January when he gets back. What do you expect from him when he returns? I, I think I expect him to kind of take it easy on him this year, even when he does come back. Um, like, hopefully he can get good by playoffs, but I think they'll take it slow with him, and we won't really see too much of him until, like, we really desperately need him, if we even get to that point. So, I mean, I, I don't know how healthy he's going to be. It's definitely a tough injury to come back from. Um not as bad as like an Achilles tear or a ruptured quad or something, but um, we'll, we'll see. No, didn't he shatter everything in his knee? <laughs> oh, did oh it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like it was like pudding. Gosh, it's yeah, been so long. Knee. And oh. it, that's that's the amazing. That's why it's amazing. He's back in like oh gosh. nine months. My expectations it's an incredible, might be perfectly right. Then. Incredible comeback yeah. story so far. Okay, but yeah, he does need to come back. Make sure you work him in slowly. Don't overdo it. Make sure he stays healthy and he's not overcompensating. You don't want a re-injury or an injury on the other leg because of that. But once he gets back, I expect him to fit right back into his old role, be good uh, score and uh, uh, third option ball handler. Okay. We, we kind of differ there. Um, yeah. Cool. Did you have something, Breezy? No, I mean, I think I, I'm probably in between where both of you guys are. I don't ah, think riding the fence. I like to be right in the center. That's the place to be. Uh, you know, he's not going to play for a while. Pacers, is he under contract next year still? E- yes, mm, maybe. If he's under contract next year still, the Pacers really don't have any reason to like rush him to get back, especially if they're not playing all that hot. Um if the Pacers, the Pacers can play really well without him, you know, and be one of those top three seeds um, going into like March and April, uh, he'd be a huge boost to the team. I think he was probably their third best offensive player last year. Yeah, when he was healthy at the time. Um, at yeah, yeah, definitely. So he'll be a huge boost. If not, maybe he's another trade piece. <laughs> You've you've traded away a third of the team so far. Well, you <laughs> wait till we get to the trade. <laughs> yeah, I got. We we should rush through. So we're getting close to an hour. Okay, uh, I'll leave this one off. Okay. Uh, Rayshon Hammonds cut. Okay. Uh, yeah. None. Well, I hope he makes it. I have an <laughs> autographed card from Rayshon Hammonds. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe he'll make it somewhere else. I don't think he's making it here. <laughs> uh, Doug McDermott. I expect him to shoot better than he did in the playoffs in the bubble. Yeah, I agree with that. He needs to for yeah. sure. Yeah, he works well with McConnell. He didn't get to see a lot of McConnell. Um, in the second unit when it uh, mattered in the playoffs last year. Uh, let's uh, blow through a couple more of these here. Brian Bowen, two-way, six to out six to eight weeks when he gets back. Uh, probably the same thing as Cassius Stanley. Maybe sometimes we'll see him play. I think there's a chance he gets cut. I, I don't know. I think there's a chance. I know he's a two-way, but I think there's a chance. Well, you're not going to cut the guy that's on a two-way. You don't think so? No. And he, he's your rookie. You're not going to cut that guy. Who, Brian Bowen? Oh, Brian Bowen. Who are you talking about? Uh. Well, Cash Stanley, it's the same thing. Oh, you're no, no, gonna, I, no. I was talking about guy. Brian Bowen. No, you're not cutting Cash Stanley. You're not cutting Brian Has Bowen. Brian anyway. Bowen played in like a NBA game before the bubble. Did he ever actually yeah, play? Yeah. yeah, he did. Okay, because I saw times. somewhere that Bowl Bowl is eligible for Rookie of the Year. Weird, because he played. He only played in the bubble, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. Huh? That's strange. he might win it. Are you gonna put your money on Bowl Bowl to win? Uh no. But uh, anybody out there listening, 
Might want to. <laughs> that guy's dang good. So not high expectations for Brian Bowen. No. I also don't have a lot of expectations for Keelan Martin. You're weirdly high on him. No. Compared to what he is, you you think he's going to make the team? No, I think he'll make the team because we signed him to a two year deal. That's the only reason. He's not on a. Oh, he yeah yeah. Two it's a two, that's the only reason. Like I I don't know really much about him. I know he's an indie kid from Butler, so like I don't know. Maybe there's some excitement there where they. Oh, can't you don't him. mean like indie kid like uh, like indie punk? Yeah, no. I learned what an e boy is. Oh, what is yesterday? it? Yesterday. Uh, oh, an electric boy. Uh, that, that, uh, then I'm oh, an that's e-boy. your superhero name. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I guess I'm an e boy. Uh, I think it stands for edgy boy. Oh, hmm. interesting. But it's like hair parts, a lot of long sleeves, um, bracelets. You might have your nails painted. Pants uh, that chains, a lot of chains. Pants that kind of flare out at the bottom, bell bottoms. Yeah, almost. yeah. Uh, uh, boots with uh, strings that go all the way up the shin. Sure. Yeah, I think that's me. <laughs> I think I agree. It does sound a lot An like e boy. <laughs> but so I work with this guy and. He told me he's like halfway to an E boy, so I was like, "Oh, so you must be an E boy then?" <laughs> wow, P- comedy man! If you if you were looking for a comedy podcast, you came to the right one. Great, great joke. I thought so. I wish I had thought of it when I was standing there with him. I didn't think of it till after. <laughs> uh, next up, I'll take this one first. Uh, Amita Brima cut. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he tried again. He he was here last year for training camp, got yep. cut. But, I mean, we'll see him on the G League team maybe. It's a fun name. Amita Brima. Yeah. Another fun name, Goga Patadze. Oh, the GOAT. Uh, I hope we see some more GOATGA. I really like him. There's been indications that he'll have expanded minutes this year. Yeah. I mean, let's let's see what he's capable of in the regular season. Yeah. Zoinks. Well, that's the only thing you can do with this guy. Like, you've got to play him. You have to see what you have in your first you don't round pick from to. a year this ago. This is the sunken fallacy cost. I'll say you have to play him. I will also agree with Jeremy. It, de- it depends. How, you know, how's the season going? If the Pacers aren't great, if they're, say, I don't know, meddling around the 10 spot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can we, for, then he, might, he <laughs> might play a lot. He <laughs> might. No, he's the clear-cut third guy behind Sabonis and Turner he'll he'll get minutes oh, this he's year he's not buried sure. behind TJ Leaf anymore that's true. that is one that's I see what you're saying with the sunken fallacy um we kept playing TJ Leaf because we drafted him so high but like he didn't have something that stood out to you like he couldn't shoot he couldn't play defense he could rebound a little bit but like Goga can shoot the three and he can protect protect the paint potentially like we've seen flashes of it so I do want to see what he's capable of all right more power to you <laughs> Thanks. Uh, next up, we got Miles Turner. Expectations, Jack. I don't know. Maybe on a different team, we'll see him. Why do you hate him? so I don't much? hate. Him. I just I I love T.J. Warren as a bonus. I just love him. We've we've been we've been expecting uh, the same amount from Miles Turner every single year since his rookie year or bef- the, the his second year. We we keep saying, well, I mean, he's still young. Like let's see, like I think he can improve and next he year. He is still young. He. Okay, you're doing it again, but it's the same stats every year, same story, can't rebound. And you don't think trading for Sabonis has cut into a lot of oh, definitely. what he'd get? No. You, you don't give him any credit for that? No. You think he should be even better than he is, even though he, he's losing minutes and time I, to I, another I, big guy? He's I really don't good. like seeing him get out-rebounded by certain players like Derek Jones Jr. is the thing. Like, if you're both jumping for a ball and you're a seven-foot center, get the ball. Has he gotten beefy? Now he gets thinner. Beefier. Don't you remember talking to Scott Pollard about this? 
Uh, if you haven't listened yeah. to it yet, go check it out. We interviewed Scott Pollard. Go way back. Way back when. Pre-COVID. Uh, and like speaking of Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis. Is he fully healthy yet? He I was think so. He was fully healthy or near to fully healthy during the playoffs. Like he could have come back potentially, okay. but because of the quarantine period, there the was just there was no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah planners' words. <laughs> I've had planners' words. They're not fun, so I don't blame him for sitting out, and I don't blame T.J. Warren for sitting out with planners' words now. <laughs> um, I I think if Sabonis is healthy, which all indications point to, yes, he is healthy. Um. I, I think we'll see another double-double season. And, I mean, I honestly think he's our best player. So, I think this could be another all-star season if we're in that, like, top seven range again. Yeah, hopefully, he'll build on his all-star season from last year, improve around around all the stats, and improve his three-point shooting especially. Um, I also expect us to play through him on offense a little bit, kind of like the Jokic role, where, like, we're running plays through Sabonis and letting him create. Uh, one thing I would love to see from him is just take that extra step back. Don't take a long two yeah. from inside the arc, which you did yeah. so many times last year. Yes. And it drives me crazy when players do <laughs> wow, that. Wow, you're such a new age fan. Wow, you love Steph Curry, huh? Okay, why? if you're going to shoot from that far away, you might as well shoot from a little bit further. Jeez, advanced analytics pot over you here. You might not have the muscle memory for it, though. I mean, if if you make well, that two and you miss that three. You hey, know when you're watching had, basketball and you've had all off season. Let's work on that. Let's hopefully we'll get in the rhythm of doing it. But you watch a shooter and they hesitate when they're about to shoot and that's, then they shoot. That's also the worst. You're, well, when you that see them hesitate and in. then shoot. Yeah. I'm like, if you're thinking like, oh, I need to take a step back to the three. Like, isn't that kind of the same? Well, no, I'm saying the motion should be to the three point line, not to a step inside. the. Three oh, point okay. Line. For sure. I was just playing devil's advocate. Not I, not, I want him to do the same thing. I don't yeah. want him to do the James Harden hesitation <laughs> dribble step back three. Uh, but if he, I do, if he has that in his arsenal now, dude, can you imagine Ooh, he comes whoa. out doing that? <laughs> Amazing. Jeez. He'd be like three times better than Harden. No. <laughs> all right we got one more guy to talk about here and then we're gonna close it out with a little fun segment with breezy but uh tj warren yes what are your expectations for tj warren let uh, me let me phrase it to you hey that was good that was good you didn't mean to do it you said what are your expectations uh let me let me uh pose the question to you this way do you expect him to be better worse or the same as he was in the bubble before uh, the playoffs are you asking me can i yeah, you I'm want me to start you. um I expect him to be um, used in a different way than he was in the bubble because I think we're going to see a lot more ball movement this year. But um, I think uh, we're going to see him be a lot better than he was in the regular season and a lot more confident with his shots. So maybe like a 21-point-per-game score. Is that crazy? No. No, not at all. And he definitely will be used differently than he was in the bubble because he had to be the primary ball handler for so yeah. much of the time there because of all the injuries we yeah. had. So he, he won't have the ball in his hands as much. Obviously, he's a guy who can create his own shot and can get to the rim when we get it to him. So like we like you said, uh, as long as we got the offense moving, we got some motion in there, he's going to be able to get his points for sure. Or he'll drive in, uh, not go to the rim, but do like a Lance Stevenson kind of twirling Don't floater, but Lance actually Stevenson. hit it. He'll actually hit it, though. Yeah. Don't you think he's Lance Stevenson, but no. can hit shots? No. <laughs> no. A he's quiet, way better than Lance Stevenson. Isn't he a quiet, right. unselfish Lance Stevenson that can hit shots? We're going to we're gonna have a, a swear jar, but it's for every time you mention Lance Stevenson. <laughs> oh, that's not a swear. He's a legend. Retire his number already. All right, that's like $5 <laughs> just for today. <laughs> and we'll donate this to a good cause. Okay, let's do it. Because we're going to have thousands of dollars in there, <laughs> probably. 
Breezy, what are your expectations for TJ Warren? Uh, I think he'll be the leading scorer on the team. Um, maybe he's also in a trade. I don't know. <laughs> who can say, really? But I do think he'll be the leading scorer. Um, if he's scoring like he was in some of those bubble games, the Pacers could be very good, mm-hmm. for sure. assuming everyone else is healthy. Yes. Like if, like if he's scoring 53 points. <laughs> if he scores 53 points a game, but Sabonis, Brogdon, and Oladipo are out, the Pacers only average like 75 points. Oh, jeez. What, <laughs> what does TJ Warren have to average for us to start saying that he's actually better than Jimmy Butler? Uh, well, he has to play defense like Jimmy Butler, that and he help. has to facilitate like Jimmy Butler. That would also help. He's uh, also he's better uh, shooting percentage wise than Jimmy Butler. Right. I'm I'm not saying he's not uh, a worse shooter. I would still say Jimmy Butler's a better scorer. But um, maybe maybe if he's averaging like close to thirty, because he's not really an elite defender and he's not a playmaker like Jim Butler. So yeah, and these are all things that. If you want to be the guy that T.J. Warren wants to be, you got to improve on these, and hopefully he'll take strides in the right direction this yeah. season. And you got to pick fights with Jimmy Butler and win. That's true. That's well, also true. Yeah. Um, also, I will add that I think the bubble is a perfect uh, situation for T.J. Warren because, yeah, we had a ton of injuries, but it was um, an isolated situation. T.J. Warren's a, a quiet dude yep. and works hard, has his head down. Um, we're not going to see a lot of fans, so, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's going to – change too much but was this just like the perfect situation for tj warren is that why he kind of went off in the bubble or do you think like he is going to be able to maintain some level i think it was the perfect situation for him to bloom into the type of guy he can be yeah he was playing very well after the all-star break though pre like at post all-star break pre-bubble oh yeah the stats don't lie he was playing very well so love it uh, hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter, all.pacers and all underscore pacers. Let us know what your expectations for some of your favorite players are and for the team for this season. We love hearing from you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to close this thing out with a trade segment. Now, hear, hear me out. You know I'm not a huge fan of trade segments, <laughs> and you all know we do them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> one of us here really loves them yeah. for some reason, but we got a fun one today. Uh, what's that supposed to mean? Breezy, take it away. <laughs> all right. James Harden wants out of Houston. I So I said, all right, what if the Pacers decided to be an exciting team for once? And he did just famously add the Bucks, Heat, and Pacers to the list of teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. Not he the did Pacers. Add, hey, I do have a Bucks trade. It's the, the Pacers are indirectly involved in. Okay. So uh, this one real quick is – a three-teamer between the Rockets, Bucks, and Nets. The Rockets get Dinwiddie, Lavert, Timothy, Luwawu, something, Jared Allen, Dante, uh, something, Jordan Wara, the Bucks' 2020 first-round pick. Wait, DiVincenzo? Uh, yes, that looks like what oh, it is. Oh, you know who that is? I know who he is, but I don't know how to. Well, now I know how to say his name. Anyways. 2020 Bucks 2020 first round unprotected N- all these picks You mean 2021? Yeah. 2021 round run from the Bucks. 2026 round one from the Nets. 2021 round two from the Nets which belonged to the Pacers. So that's how Jeez. Uh, <laughs> the the 2025 round two from the Bucks that also used to belong to the Pacers 
the 2023 round one from the Nets, the 2023 round one from the Bucks, and the 2023 round two from the Bucks. The Rockets get all that. So that's seven picks and six players. Some of them are better than others. That is a whole lot. That is a the, lot. The Bucks get Harden. The Nets get P.J. Tucker and Chris Middleton. Huh. Uh, that's interesting. That is kind of interesting. I, s- I still think that's a ton going back to the Rockets, though. Well, who ev- what do the Bucks even have after that? They have Harden, Giannis, Giannis Brooke Lopez, DJ Augustine, oh, Snell. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's, there's still Drew Holiday. Oh, like, yeah. Still really okay. good. You're yeah. basically upgrading from Middleton to Harden. Let's do it. I'm in. And losing. I love how the Pacers were involved, too. What's his name? a lot. DiVincenzo? Yeah. What's Timothy Luawu? What's Cabarro. the name? Cabarro. Uh, Cabarro. Okay, it cuts off after the Run dash. Run TLC. It cuts after the go. dash on here. Um, okay, let's so get th- some real that. Pacers trades. Pacers trades. This first one. Pacers get P.J. Tucker and James Harden. The Rockets get Oladipo, Sabonis, Aaron Holiday, the 2021 round, second round pick that previously belonged to Utah, 2023 and 2021 unprotected, 2025 round one top three protected who says no oh i don't know if so any, if anybody does it the pacers start harden well who's our point guard in this situation oh brogdon brogdon. Brogdon. brogdon brogdon harden warren pj tucker miles turner yeah yeah probably we lose a bonus yeah but, but we get harden get james harden but we lose a bunch of picks too and you get pj tucker yeah, P.J. Tucker. Uh, is he a point guard, p- center? What, what's P.J. Tucker this year? I think he's a point jarred. <laughs> I think it's point jarred Point, point lard. We're yeah. calling point lard. <laughs> okay, what's another one you have? Another one I have. If you don't want to give up as many picks, the Pacers get P.J. Tucker and James Harden. The Rockets get Jeremy Lamb, Aaron Holiday, Sabonis, and T.J. Warren. And that 2020 one second round pick that belonged to Utah and the Pacers 2022 round one unprotected. I think that's a better trade than we've heard any other teams offer for Harden yet. Certainly player wise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the Pacers keep Oladipo. He yeah. probably resigns if he's there with Harden. Yeah. It's not bad. No. So our lineup then would be Brogdon, Harden, Oladipo, uh, Tucker Turner. Oh, Tucker Turner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot we're going to P.J. Tucker. Tucker Turner. I hardly know her Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Okay, this one. The Pacers get Tucker and Harden. The Rockets get Oladipo, McDermott, Miles Turner, Aaron Holiday. The Pacers, 20, 21, 23, 25 round one picks, all unprotected. Their 2024 round two, pr- uh, round two pick and their 2027 round one top three protected. Can you say the players again? Oladipo, McDermott, Turner, and Aaron Holiday. I still think that's a better trade offer than we've heard from any any other teams. If Oladipo, because the Ben healthy. Simmons one isn't real, it should be. It could be. You think? Yeah, and I don't if, know why it wouldn't be. If Philly wants him, if Philly wants Harden, that that'll happen. Yeah. Gosh, man, getting rid of Ben Simmons would be so tough if you're Philly. He's so good. I think Philly needs to get rid of Ben Simmons or Embiid, and I think they pick Ben Simmons every time. Yeah, to get rid of? Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one for you. Um, 
The Pacers give up. I need to adjust. Okay, I'll adjust this on the fly. Pacers get Tucker and Harden. They give up Sabonis, Brogdon, Sumner. They're 2023 round one unprotected. 2025 round one top three protected. And 2027 top five protected. That's tough. That's our two most likable guys on the Pacers. I mean, three, because Edmund Sumner. <laughs> but I don't I don't know if you can say no to any of these. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if it it's, is tough. Yeah. If it's a real thing that Harden wants to go to the Pacers, and these are the offers, I don't know if the Pacers well, say no to any though. of them. Harden doesn't have to want to go to the Pacers. That's also the Rockets true. could just be like, hey, screw you, which they have every right to feel like that. 100%. But the Pacers would say no if Harden doesn't want to go to the Pacers. Uh, I did see a funny tweet today. I don't know who who it was by so i'm sorry if i'm stealing your tweet but it said the uh, that indianapolis doesn't have good enough strip clubs for it to be a destination for harden <laughs> but they're also not bad enough to be for it to be an f u to harden <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny amazing that's <laughs> nice um this okay. is a big i this is a lot of players i can see that your phone out of the corner of my this eye. is a three-teamer okay the pacers the rockets and the raptors the Pacers go all in. Oh, hang on. Can I make a prediction? Yes. Are you bringing OG back to Indiana? I am. Yeah, I yes, so. <laughs> I'm in. Let's let's do the there trade. You, go. you sold Pri- Jack already. Because privately, I sent these guys and some other of our friends a, a mega trade where the Pacers acquire a bunch of former which was Indiana a great trade. college players. Yes. Other than uh, <laughs> all the players that we lost. Yes. Uh, okay, so the Pacers get Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, Harden, and Ananobi. Dude, you already sold me. You guys know how much I love Lowry. Like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do <laughs> the it. The Rockets get Oladipo, McDermott, Sabonis, Aaron Holiday. The Pacers 2024 round one unprotected. Their 2022 and 2026 round ones unprotected. And the 2021 round two from Utah. Uh, the Raptors get Ben McElmore, Brogdon, and a Pacers 2022 second round pick that used to belong to Miami. That's a fun one. The the Raptors say no. The Raptors say no? Yeah, I think it's too hard for them to lose Lowry and OG Ananobi for Malcolm Brogdon. Well, Lowry's in the last year of his contract, and he's 34. So they're bas- they're saying... This is our new point guard, we're, essentially. We're getting yeah. a new point guard, yeah. Um, who else do okay. the Raptors get? Brogdon and who? Uh, McLemore. <laughs> That's Mac a tough Lamore. one, man. I, I don't know. But I'm in. I they'd probably want more pick compensation, mm. but I, like I said, that's a fun trade. That's you a, you can get a lot more. for Kyle Lowry, and I, I bet that's not even close to as much as you could get. Um, this is another three teamer. We got the Pacers, the Rockets, and the Nets. So the Nets get Tucker and Oladipo. The Pacers get Harden, Dinwiddie, the 49th best player in the league. <laughs> Harden, Dinwiddie, and Landry Shamit. The Rockets get. McDermott, Sabonis, Torian Prince, Aaron Holiday, the Pacers, 2023-5-7, round one picks unprotected. For sub- and we're that, giving them Sabonis. Yes, hold on. And the 2024 round two pick. They also get the Nets 2021 round one pick unprotected and their 2021 round two pick that's from Atlanta. Jeez. I will say for all of these trades, the thing that would trip up the Pacers is giving up these picks. Yeah. Because they know they're not going to pay guys long term and they need picks to replenish their roster, hopefully. Well, we're just going to blow our draft picks anyways, so. right? So 
<laughs> yeah, what, Might do, as what well. do you need him for? For the, real. To draft TJ Leaf. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, here's another three-teamer. Pacers get Harden and Dorian Finney-Smith. The Mavericks get Oladipo. And the Rockets get James Johnson, Sabonis, Aaron Holiday. The Mavericks 2024 round one pick unprotected. Pacers 2021, 23, and 27 round ones unprotected. And their 2022 round two via Miami. That's See, that's a fun 2K trade. They, all these are just making me nervous because it's like, why would Harden want to come to Indy? Well, they get plus 30 wins in this scenario. <laughs> so. Well, like we said before, there's no reason to believe he would want to come to Indy, but it's hard for Indiana to say no to any of these. So if the Pacers get plus 30 wins, that means we're over 80 wins in a, yeah. short, in a shortened season? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, man. Why have we not done this yet? Uh, I got three more. Okay. Ooh, I should save that one for last, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you talking to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to save that one for <laughs> You're last. You're talking to his other personalities. Here's here's one. Three-teamer. Pacers get Tucker and Harden. The Rockets, a three-teamer with the Pacers, Rockets, and Warriors. Rockets get Wiggins, Sabonis, Holiday, Aaron Holiday. The Pacers 2021, round two from Utah. They're 2023 and 25, round one's unprotected. The Warriors get Oladipo, McDermott, and the Pacers 2026 round two from Miami. So you're not giving up as much, nearly as much draft capital. The Warriors get uh, the Splash Brother and Doug McDermott to replace Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, a lot for, for Wiggins, though, I think, to include Wiggins in the trade. Well, he's going know. to Houston. I know he is, I know he is but I feel like the Pacers – you give up less and not include the Warriors there. Well, I don't know. Are you will, but you won't be able to give up less then, though, is the thing. Wiggins, Wiggins is helping them. All right, I say throw that trade out. That's your worst one. Throw it out? Okay. Well, the first one that didn't really include the Pacers is your worst <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Three-teamer, Pacers, Rockets, Sixers. Pacers gets Harden and Shake Milton. The Rockets get Tobias Harris, Sabonis, Aaron Holiday. They also get the Sixers 2022 round one unprotected and their 2021 round two pick from the Knicks. They get the Pacers 2022 round one, round two from Utah, and they also get their 21, 23, and 25 round ones unprotected. The Sixers get P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. Who says no? I don't know. Probably no one. Maybe maybe the Sixers, probably Sixers not. Get though. off of that Harris yeah, contract. They get off the Harris contract. Probably no deal. one. Get a lot of assets. Okay, last one. Okay. This is the best one. You have a lot. You really did your work for this podcast. This is such a great trade on so many levels for the Pacers. If they don't do this, I should be the next GM. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-teamer between the Pacers, the Rockets, and the Jazz. We'll start with what the Jazz get. The Jazz get PJ Tucker, McDermott, and Miles Turner. They lose six wins. The Rockets get Jeremy Lamb, TJ McConnell, Sabonis, Aaron Holiday, Mie Ani from the Jazz. Yes. I don't know who that is. He's a rookie last year. Uh, they also get the Pacers 21, 23, 25, and 27 round ones. Jeez. All, all unprotected. Oh, my God. And they so lose we're getting, 18 wins. So Hold we're on. getting Go Bear. The Pacers get Harden. Jawan Morgan. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> the Jazz is 2026 round two 
and Rudy Gobert. <laughs> you know what I like less than Turner and Sabonis playing together? Wait, was Sabonis in that? He wasn't, yes. right? Sa- no, Sabonis Sabonis goes to the Rockets. Okay, so they lose Dude, Turner. Now and you've got Harden in the best pick-and-roll center yeah. in the league. You still Dwight have Morgan? <laughs> you still have TJ Warren, and you still have Oladipo. So we, and Brogdon. We you, get your Alize, lineup is great. Alize Johnson's replacement and Jawan Morgan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Former Hoosier legend. Sh- let's do it. Sure. I'm in. All right. So who's our starting lineup in that scenario? Brogdon, Oladipo, Harden, Warren, Gobert. That's a really oh, good lineup. Holy yeah. cow. What the heck? Now, your bench go. is depleted, but I mean, you can. You can make we up for it. We got Jakar Sampson. What, what else do we need? Oh, yeah. That's Honestly. Right. Hey, and Jalen LeCue would probably make the roster, yeah. too. Keelan Martin. Amita <laughs> Brima. <laughs> All these guys are no longer cuts. We still have Justin Holiday, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's <laughs> let's wrap the pot up. Um, we, we did this flawlessly. This is our first time going point A to point B and not having any cuts. So. Yeah. Jack de- had demands today. He said, we're going to do that as a surprise segment. The... Uh, Yep. The uh, storyline segment was a surprise, and he said, we're going to do this all in one take, and we did. <laughs> and we did. I, I believed in you guys as, uh, I mean, as I always do. I didn't believe in us. I know you didn't. You, you were quite the cynic, but hey, we did it. Um, that means we can get this podcast out pretty quick, and I'm excited about that. Quickie pod, quickie So pod. this should be easy for Combs to edit. It's a quickie <laughs> pod. Hey, let us know what you think about those trades, as well as, like I said earlier, Anything, any of your thoughts about the player expectations or our storylines for this season. Uh, maybe we'll put them together on some Instagram stories and some fleets on Twitter. Oh, fleets what are, is a fleet? They're so stupid. Is it just a story? It's a story. It's a, yeah. Ah, it's, I remember seeing people tweet about that, and yeah. I hadn't updated it, so I didn't know what anybody was talking about. Hey, it's about. real yeah, dumb. I, hey, but we do them. Yeah, well, I saw people fleeting about it, so. <laughs> Dude. It's cool. But yeah, is let it a us fleet a Star Wars thing? It's like a, it's like a, a galactic just, fleet. It's like a risk, it's a game a, of risk. It's a navy thing. You have a fleet. You know, like a fleet of bees. Oh, okay. You, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like bumblebees. Or you can wear a fleet. Yeah. Or it can be on fleet. Uh huh. <laughs> we all have two fleet. <laughs> we do. Hey, all dot pacers. <laughs> all dot pacers on Instagram. All underscore pacers on Twitter. Hit us up. This has been the podcast today. See y'all later. Peace out. Quickie pod, quickie pod. It's all about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.